Welcome back to the Stage Dive Podcast, our second episode in the new almost finished studio. Here with us today is someone who is timeless, has been rumored to have been baptized in pussy, someone who at times can be unstable. He has been known to hang out in Carl Sagan's trap house. Some call him Mises. You can find him in a parking lot. It is songwriter, musician, director, Mikey Mayo. You did do your research. (laughs) I really want to know about the Mises. Oh, we're going to go over all of it. I don't even care about the baptized in pussy because like a lot of people seem to be baptized in the pussy, but like, I'm just curious about Mises. Let you know that baptized in pussy is one line and like a buildup of like one song. That's that's right. That's right. That is. I, I just had to remember what song that was too. Hanging out and like, I don't know where, but there's a bunch of protests going on no, no, of no, no, something or some, people preaching. No, it was when Pope Francis came to Philly. Philly? Okay, yeah, it was like the Pope Mania thing. That would explain why there was like the backdrop and side video of the yeah. Pope. Yeah. No, okay. That, that's a whole. No. Now I have another question for you. Screw the Mises thing. Now I'm curious how the process of being baptized in pussy would be like. <laughs> You just like, slip on side like a slip and slide. Yeah, but like, <laughs> are we putting the whole, like, which head are we putting in there? Both, one? I don't know. I think it just involves, like, the water, like, coming out of it. You know, you just get a little water on, on your, like, forehead and, you know, just say a little prayer. Gross. All right. So, let's uh, let's go through your wow. story a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, you are from a town county where you had some big names come out of you're from duval county florida jacksonville, jacksonville. Yeah. duval county that's right man there you got did your research. Beach, he's a stalker beaches beaches on beaches yeah four, to, four you, beaches you can <laughs> drive down if you didn't know this all right you can drive around in jacksonville okay you can pass you know some normal houses some mansions a trap house and then go right onto the beach on one drive did your research. I'm telling you, he's a stalker. Wow, not, not my words. They're his. No, words. no, those are my words from the the next up interview. That's crazy. Wow. To t- elaborate. I should have taken more bit. stuff off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes it makes people realize like how much on there. Like when we interviewed Jamie for our first interview, I knew his favorite TV show when he was a child. Wow. Yeah. So Jacksonville is like a really weird kind of um, city because it's like it's the largest city in America area wise, basically. So it's really big, but there's like a bunch of like different stuff going on. So there's like, you know, like redneck farms and stuff. There's like beaches. There's like mansions and stuff. There's like low income housing and it's all this stuff. And it's just like all like just like spread up across like so there's like redneck shit, hood shit, fucking rich people, middle class. It's just like every kind of person you can imagine is all in the same place. Like and it's just like really weird. (laughs) So is that kind of where so growing up in that kind of environment and then having big names come out of that town too, is that kind of what got you interested in music when you were younger or was it something else um i think the getting interested in music thing came from growing up and going to shows because there was nothing really to do except go to shows so like anytime anybody would come in town or if it was like local music or anything like that i would just go whatever it was i like didn't need to know what it was i was like really young i was just like looking for something to do so i would go to like christian metalcore shows back when that was really like a big thing i'd go to a bunch of emo shows go to a bunch of punk shows and like i would go to like you know a couple like rap shows when they would happen there was like some like really big indie festivals when that big indie wave was happening um 
there was like a festival called Thailand that happened like one year where like Spoon headlined, which was super weird because like you just never imagine a band like Spoon like coming to Jacksonville, Florida or something like that. So it was just like I don't know. It was a really weird. So what's place. the what's the best local spot in Jacksonville? Uh, the best local spot that doesn't exist anymore was a place called Fuel Coffee House. Okay, where basically they didn't have a venue license. And they were, but they were a coffee house, so they could have all these like shows, like with these artists come in, like Hello Goodbye, open, played. open mics. Yeah, well, it'd be like it'd be like shows and stuff, like, but they'd never be open to like go and have right. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like it's never like open during the. It's a coffee house, like, so it's really weird. But um, like I, I saw um Hello Goodbye play there with uh, like boys like girls and all that stuff um rocket summer and i got like punched in the face that show like i got a black eye because it was like sold out and it was like so stuffed in because it wasn't that big of a venue that everyone was just like on edge and angry and i just ended up like getting a black eye i was like 14 13 that sounds awesome did you you punch the guy back no but i did get him thrown out So you mentioned Hello Goodbye, and I know Hello Goodbye and Say Anything are two big influences on your music and growing up. So what are some other bands that were big influences? Bayside. I really like Bayside. Um, I like A Day to Remember. Um, System of a Down. System of a Down was just, like, so big because it was just so, like, off-kilter, strange. Like, I don't know. They were just doing so many different things where I was just like, yo, what? Like, this operatic shit? Like, you know, it was just super different. Um... I think everyone likes Blink-182. I feel like if you're like, you don't have to like Blink-182 right now, but like, I feel like if you didn't like Blink-182, it's just like, why? I'm like, not a big Blink-182 fan now, but I'm a huge Tom DeLonge fan now. Love him. Love him. Because the like, dude, wow. Tom DeLonge's awesome. Wow. Wow, dude. I don't mind Blink-182's newer stuff. I mean, it's not you great, You're but young with the older stuff. I Listen, this is always the same argument. You were too young, yeah. I loved MCR. I loved Fall Out Boy. Fall Boy was a really big deal to me because I really liked the the soul singing yeah. with the punk stuff. Like that was super different. Um, yeah, as far as like bands that I liked, as far as like like rappers and stuff, it was like Gucci Mane and like Kanye West. Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane's a big deal, <laughs> and, and T Pain. T Pain was just such a big deal to me. <laughs> like, like, like in all sincerity, like like when I was growing up, I just like thought T Pain was just such a big deal. I, like, <laughs> I don't know why, but like, like that's I, just funny to like me. Like I named my car T Pain for a little <laughs> while. Like <laughs> This is all true. Like and like I don't know, it's just like the whole auto tune thing was so cool. I remember like when I first got a MacBook, I like didn't really make music, but I would just figure out how to get auto tune on GarageBand and just like sing on auto-tune on GarageBand just because that was something that really interested me. So with so many different tastes in music, how would you classify yours? Man, I like everything. Yeah. Shit, like, I'm pretty open. Like, I listen to a lot of Bossa Nova, like, on the low. Like, I was like I was in the gym the other day, and I was just, like, on the bike listening to Bossa Nova, reading my, like, book for, like, school and stuff, and just, like, I don't know. I've gotten into country a little bit, like I went to like Nashville with my fiance and kind of liked the culture a lot, and now I just like love Waylon Jennings. Like I'll just like bang some Waylon Jennings like real hard, and I've been really into New Jack Swing, like that old like R and B from the '90s. I noticed that like throughout the, all the interviews that we've done, that people who make music and like care about their craft listen to almost every single genre. Yeah. Like if you want to know what I love right now, 
just because of some meme video that came out where it was like Zach Fox performing at some festival where like Kenny Beats had him come out. He's just performing unwritten unwritten by like natasha Battingfield. i've listened to it 20 times in the past day <laughs> just wow. that one like that one song over and over again i listened to it five times on the way here dude sometimes you just get in a groove and you just have that it. one song you put on repeat for the longest while and then you get sick of it eventually, yeah yeah but, but it's put it's put me in such a good mood i might come out to it tonight <laughs> <laughs> like, so I might throw that on <laughs> since we're talking about a bunch of different bands and everything like that what is your um current relationship with people eating fruit yeah those are like really good friends of mine um i met brandon because he does sound at creep records and he plays in a couple other bands he plays in past life and uh what's the other band line leader um but he not as like a lead and that's his like lead band it's like this really crazy like um like very spoken word rap kind of like meets like of montreal like animal collective stuff so it's very nostalgic of that like that psychedelic indie wave kind of stuff from like the early 2010s and stuff that's just like i don't know it just hits me in such a nostalgic place when i just like hear their music it's so good i've got a song coming out with them uh eventually that's i'm really happy about and we're doing a weekender together um where we're hitting pittsburgh state college and um uh, Akron, Ohio, together. So those are my boys. Well, two of them are boys. One of them's not gender binary, but those those, those are my people. <laughs> those are my folks. Now you're directing one of their music videos, or you already I did, have? I did. I did. It's out. Yeah, okay. it's a video called Sugar Man, where we just kind of play around in the park with a bunch of candy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got lost in my own. I was thinking of something. I was thinking. I, of I, I looked over, and then I was like. Matt's kind of like I was no, no, okay? I was, yeah no I was thinking of a question in my head and then I went like so sidetracked in my head like it started out so the question was going to be about your style um for those who will look at the Instagram you'll know what I'm talking about because we're going to take a picture and I was going to ask you about your style and like where you get your style from and then I saw the etch-a-sketch tattoo on your forearm which I think is awesome by the way and I was like well we could talk about that too and then I started trailing with like wow I remember when I had an etch-a-sketch and then I started like <laughs> going down a rabbit hole and you guys were talking and I zoned out for a minute and then all of a sudden you stopped and stared at me so that's yeah sorry about that no, you're good um etch-a-sketch tattoo so like this was because um I wanted like, I don't have any other tattoos, but ever since I was, like, in high school, I wanted to etch a sketch tattoo because I was like, oh, that'd be cool. It's, like, permanent, but you can also draw in it, and then it goes away, just, like, etch a sketch. And just, like, I thought that was so funny because, like, a tattoo's permanent, but you have something in the middle that's not. Right. And just, like, with the whole etch a sketch idea. I don't know. That's awesome. I still don't regret it. So that's, like, a big... I don't want to get any more tattoos as far as, like, right now because this one's so perfect, and I feel like I'll ruin it. Um, that's so creative though. Oh, thanks. I didn't man. even think, wow, that is, <laughs> you just blew my mind. I was thinking like, oh, maybe he just like sketchy? lost a bed or no, that is, <laughs> that was awesome. Just the whole thought process behind the one Etch-A-Sketch tattoo. Uh, wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, style, like, I don't know. My style kind of just comes from stuff I like. It's changed a lot over the years. Um, I feel like in the past like year and a half, I've become like a really big sneakerhead. And, like, I guess, like, it's just, like, I'm just an obsessive person. I'll become, like, obsessed with Like, I just listen to that one song, like, over and over again and stuff. But, like, so, like, right now I'm really obsessed with, like, sneakers and, like, roller coasters. And... Have you visited um, Six Flags yet? Yeah, I went on my birthday. Did you go to King... Did you go on King to Ka? Yeah. Was it awesome? Okay, here's my opinion about King to Ka. 
Listen, I've never been on it. I'm just saying a I lot of people. Interject, I hate roller coasters while we're having this. It's okay. It's okay. Devin's, Devin's okay. got a control thing. He hates not being in control. He gets all control, freaked. I am a control control illusion. I am a, I am a control freak. I like. I actually really like roller coasters. I just haven't been on King to Kai yet because every time I go, it's either broken down, too windy, and or raining. Like you, you'll see tonight, I'm a complete and total control. No, freak. I believe event throw. Like I've done events like where I'm like in charge of like throwing it, and you just get so stressed. Me leaving out. for an hour and a half is going to drive me crazy. While I I'm bet. Gone. I bet. But King to Ka. So this is a controversial opinion that uh, like, you, you didn't know, like it. It's okay if you didn't. I don't like it um, because it's not a lot. No, like, it's not. There's just nothing. It's just a hill. <laughs> that's all it is. You just go up a hill and down a hill really fast, and that's all that happens. And that's just like I don't know. That's not very intricate. Like it's just really tall and fast. <laughs> like, like if I wanted to go up a hill, I could just walk like somewhere. You know, fall. Down it wouldn't be. It. Yeah, it wouldn't be as. It wouldn't be as tall. But like I don't know. I like roller coasters with a lot more like going on. So, what's your favorite roller coaster then, right now? Right now. I'd say one of my favorite roller coasters of all time, which isn't like the craziest roller coaster, but it's like the Mummy of the Ride from um, uh, Universal Studios because okay. it's like an indoor roller coaster that has like a bunch of intricate theming where it's like, you know, it'll ride out to a roller coaster and then um, there's like a bunch of like different like rooms that you go in. It's like, it's not just like, oh, hey, this is a roller coaster in the dark or like, you know, all this other stuff. There's like a, a false ending interesting yeah like spoiler alert there's a false ending on mummy the ride <laughs> um where basically it stops and there's like the woman like oh okay please wait till the thing comes to a complete stop and then the mummy just comes out and kills her and then you just shoot off and do some more riding and stuff before it's over so it's you know it's just it's a good ride i've only been on one roller coaster of my own choice which, which was, was space mountain Space Mountain's a classic. Yeah. Space Mountain's That's a why classic. I went on it. Space Mountain's terrible. Your knees are in your chest. Well, you I was a, I was a child. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't that tall <laughs> when I wrote it. Last I time was I, like in, I was like in uh, what? I think I was in middle grade? school. I was yeah, I think grade. I was in middle school. No, last see, time I wrote Space I Mountain. I went to Disney. My parents have a stake in the Disney Vacation Club, so we go to Disney fairly often. Oh, you're so lucky. And I've I've been to Disney once, and I was like, it's okay. <laughs> it, it is it's all right it's more of the experience than the rides and i'll such. appreciate it more when i'm older because i can actually enjoy epcot you know yeah and you'll have sick yeah, yeah like I and your kids I will enjoy drink it too. when i was eight you yeah. know but but anyway yeah. the last time i was there i was on i went on space mountain now my family is not ride people so i'm the only one who does a ride so i did a lot of the rides by myself so i waited in line for like an hour and a half to get on space mountain you sit in and your knees are in your chest you feel like you're gonna vomit you, you the thing is so shaky that your like neck gets whiplash it, it's, it's, it's very not as much it's fun. a very old ride it's a nostalgia thing though you go on yeah. it and you're like oh you have to you're here but then you get off and you're like why the fuck did i do that we thought my sister died on it when we went on it because we were riding around my mom's like it was her first ride she'd like ever been on because we went to space mountain first and she was like young. My sister's well, she's seven years younger than me, so she was like real little Two. then. Yeah. If you were well, no, you said eighth grade, not eighth, eighth grade. Yeah, she was like I don't know, I don't fucking know. Who she so, was. I have she, a question for you. Yeah, you said um, it was the only roller coaster of your choice. Yeah. So has anyone forced you to go on a yeah. roller coaster? So what what's like the worst roller coaster All ride right. you've ever so, had? So the reason I don't go on roller coasters is because when I was like real young. Really young. My mom. My mom loves roller coasters. By the way, your mom is a nutcase. My mom is a roller coaster. My mom's like forty-four. Your mom is a roller coaster. Yeah. No, she's crazy. My mom's forty-four years old. She's like just now not going on roller coasters anymore because like she's like old and gets her sick. So when I'm younger, we go to like Clementon Park, 
All right, which now is like a trash hole. Sorry. It, Where Where's that? In, in Clemington. Clemington. Where's Clemington? Uh, South Jersey. Sick. More south than we are now. It's yeah. like, you ever see... You want to go there now if you want to get shot. Dude. Like, <laughs> Wait, you ever see that Johnny I'm Knoxville movie? <laughs> I'm with it. You ever see that Johnny Knoxville movie with the... the park that is like all run down no but i know about okay it. that's about basically what clemington park is yeah. now so, so, I, so wait, that was action park action park no no clemington no no clemington park action wasn't park action park else in New Jersey. yes and it's action, open now too action park that's is right. somewhere else but but under new management at, yeah. if you look at clemington park now it's like an upscale that's about what a, yeah it's like an upscale so back, but back in the day like did was, either of you go to action park when not i was yet. no it's, i want to go though no but when it was like dangerous oh no no that was like the 70s i wasn't even a thought yet yeah, my parents were like just born. You weren't even twi- you weren't even a twinkle in your, yeah. your dad's. My life. parents, I don't think, met till what the eighties. Yeah. I think is what my mom said. So, like anyway, Clement, so Clemson Park was a hopping spot back in the day. Like it was like there was a play to go. There was this pirate wooden roller coaster, and I was like way too little to go on this thing. But the guy was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. You're going with him. It's fine." <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare. I still remember it. Like it was horrible. And it ruined roller coasters for me. Like, I hate them. I've been on that one. I've been on Space Mountain and maybe one in Wildwood one time. Maybe. No, the Wildwood rides aren't that much fun either. But I, I mean, just, they're all right, but. I won't, they won't go on them. Won't do it. Okay. You just had a childhood <laughs> rides anyway. You I'm just a, had a childhood I'm a bad trauma. Guy. Do, you, do you like a dark ride? What's that? So dark ride is like <laughs> he's like well, what's that? So that's like my also my obsession right now is just dark rides. I watched this like one guy on YouTube who's just like I don't know he's got like a bunch of subscribers and all his job is but now is to go ride weird tourist rides, and it's basically just like a ride where you're like in a little like carriage of, or something and you like ride through they're on the boardwalk a lot but like Disney has oh I know what you're talking about like if you went to Disney it'd be like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or like it's like the uh, the one in Wildwood the Haunted House yeah just like the the Haunted Mansion it's like the one in Wildwood with the um, the wooden uh, pirate ship I have no idea what you're talking about yeah, but like those, like those goofy rides where yeah. you like go in and like there's always something in the corner. It's just like, like wherever you, like you know you are, it's just like a thing. A little pops out and goes ah, or like there's like air blowing or something stupid like that. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you. Yeah, are you a mirror maze kind of guy? Um, hmm. I had a weird experience when I was little with a mirror maze. Um, where I like, so like I have family in uh around uh, Point Pleasant. Okay. And um, went to the boardwalk there. I think I was like five or something. And I, I walked in and I immediately smacked myself in the face on the mirror and yep. just started crying. Part of and the then, experience. And then did, part of and the like didn't go through it. And then like years later, I, I made it back and I was like, I got to do this. Like I got to get through this maze and went through it. And I, I had a good time, you know, but like not since then <laughs> have I been through a mirror maze since my one like triumph of the return to the <laughs> Point Pleasant boardwalk. So I have a question for you now. Bring it back to your music a little bit. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah right. We kind of because I'll, I'll Matt, just go you'll, on. You'll you'll see that like Matt's the one that has since it's on tangents, and I kind of bring us back. Yeah, until yeah. We go on another tangent. I'm so the this is sketch this, guy. This, yeah. It's good to have two people because yeah. so this is the bring it back. He part. stalks you, and yeah. then I ask the random weird questions. I love it. So you were asked um, what music had meant to you. Okay, and your response. I'm just going to read it. Okay, because I have a follow up question to it. Okay. Says these relatable noises that visit you where you are at, take you somewhere you've been, somewhere you want to be, or somewhere you've never been before. Okay, and then I, the song that you um, gave an example for was that was uh, 
flower mouths by people eating fruit. Yeah. So my question is, where is somewhere, um, somewhere you want to be right now, mm. somewhere you've never been before that you want to go, or okay. in some place you'd want to go back to? Okay, wait. So, so somewhere I want to be right now. Yes. Um, right here. Like, like I, I know that sounds like super cheesy, but like you know. I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. I like to be in the moment. Like, being in the moment is cool. I don't want to, like, exist, like, super far, like, in the future. But if there was somewhere that I've never been, probably Japan. Like, I just really want to go to Japan. Like, it seems like a fun place. Or, like, the French Riviera or some shit. Like, and, like, somewhere if I wanted to go back in the past somewhere. (sighs) That's a really hard... That's the hard one. Because, like... I don't know. There's a lot of different stuff. Um, hmm. I guess, like, if I was going to, like, because, like, I feel like there's always, like, there's a party or there's, like, you know, like, something. But I feel like if I was, like, older and I was, like, looking back on my life and, like, looking at, like, a moment, it would be, like, in the car with my dad when, um, who's alive? He's not dead. <laughs> I just want to preface that. But, like, um, we were we were driving and we were gonna go see a movie and then we like drove past the movie theater and I was like, Where are we going, Dad? I thought we were going to see James Bond and he's like, We're going to Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios for Grinchmas because I loved like Doctor Seuss and stuff and I was just like that was like really special to me. That was and not even like being at the park but that moment like where I was with my dad in the car and you know just like when he had more time he's like a really busy guy and stuff and like you know we don't live in the same place anymore but like though like that moment if I could go back to that that'd be sick it's <laughs> like, an awesome answer I do have a question a follow-up question to Devin's follow-up question Sicko. what is Grinchmas so it's just like Christmas with the Grinch. <laughs> I mean, all right. That, that, yeah, that sounds well, like, it, like they had like, you know, like fake snow and stuff. You know, I lived in Florida. I never saw snow until I moved up here. So like first. You're like, welcome, by the way. Snow is Thank you. people. People down in Florida are like, what is snow? And I'm like, you're welcome when you come see it. Nah, see, it's my, awesome. See, I have a friend that lives in, uh, lives up here and now lives down in Florida. She said she misses snow. And I was Dude. like, no, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. No, yes, you do. I hate snow. Yeah, you hate it because you see it every Christmas. That's what I'm or not saying. every Christmas, but every saying. winter. Like, really. like, you hate Christmas. Like, snow's so <laughs> yeah. magical. And I'm like, yeah, it's magical when it's falling. And so you got to shovel it at 6 o'clock in the morning hey. before you go to work. Hey, that's a part of life. Listen, you want to talk about snow? Talk about the people in Buffalo, okay, who get like 10 feet every see, year. In Philly, I don't, I don't Philly we don't need a shovel, no snow. No. People just have salt trucks. Just yeah. Salt trucks. Well, luckily around here we got mad salt trucks, but like these side streets and stuff, they're horrible. Snow's fun. You go to Florida, and you could probably attest this, you go to Florida, how many snowball fights you having? None. You know, we did. Damn it. Actually, (laughs) you just ruined it for me. Because I just thought about that when you said that. There's actually like a picture somewhere deep on my Facebook of this, but um, there was like a, near my high school, there was like a park, and then there was like a roller rink. And I think somewhere behind the roller rink, you could, like, take, like, all the extra, like, ice shaving snow stuff. And we would just steal it and, like, load it in truck beds. And then we'd go to the park and just, like, throw snow at each other. We just, like, did that one That's day. Because we didn't it. have any snow, you know? <laughs> so He just ruined it. Like, <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, they never have snow. We, n- we don't have and snow falling from the sky. Uh, yeah, but We have snow, hail, snow. maybe, but, like, n- never, like, snow. 
All right. So my next question. But I had for to you. testify to that. So your re- most recent relief release is Florida in the Winter, which we're going to yeah. hear uh, at the end of the show. There it is. Um, but your last album, okay, is Beautiful Mess. That's right. Now, I know because I stalked that there is a uh, story behind this album. It's true. The album will bring you from the a story from the beginning to the end of a whole different bunch of different uh, musical um genres and uh, takes you on a journey yeah so my question to you is can you please can i explain that explain it to the people who don't know okay so like um i was like pretty much like like in the throes of like drug addiction like super hard and like the first half of the album is just like kind of me where i'm at like in like using drugs and then like the middle of the album is like me like going to rehab and then like the second half of it is like just like you know kind of like staying clean outside of rehab um and just like kind of adjusting to life so it was kind of like the uh it was like the first nine months i guess it was like i guess it falls between like the last three months of me getting high to the next six months of like trying to stay clean <laughs> like you know and that that's basically what it is and then like as far as the musical genre shifts it's just kind of like uh i work with one main producer mostly uh plead the filth who uh, i've been working with for a couple of years and he's been in a bunch of bands he makes a lot of different kinds of music he makes really good music himself and um we just like i would like come in with a song like idea or like you know just like inspired from some specific stuff like i guess like an example would be like rehab shoddy i was just like yeah i want to make a song like a garage rock song i want to make something like the strokes or something like that and that was like the big thing there and then like a lot of the other songs it, it's weird because um that album a lot of it's like not necessarily trying to completely emulate something but taking inspiration from like the last song beautiful mess is really inspired by this um this really sad Frank Sinatra album called In the Wee Small Hours of the Morning, which is a great album. It's a great song, too. It is a it's great, great song. song. Phenomenal song. But, like, yeah, you know, I just really liked those, like, you know, I was like, that's, like, emo before emo. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, Frank Sinatra talking about being up late at night and just being sad and stuff and, like, all these breakups and stuff. And, um, yeah, like, a lot of that stuff kind of just came from inspiration. Unstable, that track actually wasn't, that way what happened with that track was i got a beat from my friend greg um he had put out a beat tape and i was like can i have this (laughs) like and he he let me do something over it and that actually came from the inspiration of uh i was about to go on tour and we uh, my my producer didn't back up the files and his computer crashed so we weren't sure if we had the project anymore so I was like, I need to write music to perform live. <laughs> wow. Um, so it, it's kind of a mess. The album's kind of a mess, and that was kind of the point, is that, you know, things can be kind of, like, all over the place, but they can still be really great, you know? So, so your next project... Um, That's right. And the Florida in the Winter kind of answers my question a little bit. Yeah. So last time you were asked this, you said your next album was probably going to be something about Florida, yeah. growing up in Florida. Yeah. And, you weren't sure if it was going to be just a couple songs, a couple EPs, a um, whole album. So have you decided that yet? No. I'm trying not to decide that right now. I'm trying to just make the music and then decide if things like fall in a certain way. Because I don't want to 
get too caught up in too many specifics. Uh, I'm trying to kind of have one parameter, and that's fragmented memories. So, like, each song, instead of being one story, it's, like, fragments of a couple stories kind of mashed together. And that's, like, really the only thing that I'm trying to carry into that project. Everything else is kind of, like, it's about growing up there. But, like, that's that's about it. But, it, you know, it, there could be a line that's about, you know, when I was five and a line about when I was 18, you know, on the same song. You know, and that's kind of the idea. Or, like, you know, there's this one song, the song People Eating Fruit, where half of the song is about me, like, driving around waiting to meet up with this girl and then her, like, not meeting up with me and blowing me off. And then the other half of the song is about a day when I rode my racer scooter to the mall and then rode it all the way back um, to this coffee house and then took mushrooms in the bathroom for the first time because I just had them and I was waiting to take them and I took the mushrooms and then I went and hung out with my friends and we just like I heard Lady Gaga for the first time and you know the song's just like the chorus is like there was somewhere in the bathroom with the mushrooms and Lady Gaga and like all the stuff and like you know it's just like these weird fragments where it's just like I thought you were talking about some girl blowing you off but now you're talking about riding razor scooters and taking mushrooms with pop stars how old were you when you when you did that when I did that I think it was 16. Interesting. Now, is this... Um, <laughs> no, um, I'm just curious. I mean, no, cause, that's cause a, in my head, like, and then a, the other riding thing, a Razor probably, scooter, yeah. I was thinking, like, 12, 13, and I'm like... <laughs> I, and didn't then have, I didn't have a car yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> is this project still... Project EPs, whatever, still possibly going to be out by December, or is it kind of been pushed back a little bit? I'm just doing it. Just doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm trying not to like think about. I don't need a deadline. You don't need a deadline. Like, so I'm not. I'm not trying to exist. Like being like, oh, I've got all these fans waiting for my album, <laughs> or like you know, I've got the label on my ass and need me to put out this album. I'm just, just writing music right now. I, I recorded like two songs this week. Um, I don't know. One of them's definitely for it. One of them, I don't know if it's for it or not. But wrote it. Isn't it awesome how much the music scenes changed because of technology? Like back yeah. in the day, like if you wanted to put out an album, right, you had to either have the ability and people you know to record it on your own, or you had to get recognized by a record label, which then you would have deadlines and have to meet a certain quota and stuff like that. But now, I mean, how many people we talk to now who just put shit out on their own? And like, as you're saying, like, you don't have you're not answering anybody you get to put out music when you want and yeah so it's just like you know it's not like i don't have a day job it's not like i'm not like you know making money other ways like i can just do this enjoy it and do it the way i want to do it which is nice what is your day job if you don't mind me asking um right now i am scooping ice cream but that's only a summer job during the year i'm a substitute teacher oh bet okay cool very nice. In, is, Philly? Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. in Philly? Yeah. So what brought you up to Philly? I know we kind of talked about this earlier, um, but what brought you from Florida up this way? So I was, I did theater for a really long time from like when I was like five years old. And um, I went to a performing arts middle school, performing arts high school. And um, from there, I went to arts college for directing theater. And there wasn't a lot of... Uh, programs uh for directing for undergrad that's usually more of a master's thing so there's like four in the country and 
I also didn't have the best grades and I got into like one other school and then this school in Philly and I hated that other school like I just got a terrible vibe where it felt like high school part two you know what I mean where you're just like this school just seems like the continuation of high school but not like above it so I just um came to Philly because I just like visited caught a vibe and I was like I really like this place so I came and I, I stayed here if you had the chance on a show, okay, would you go out rocking gold teeth and a mullet? Yeah, absolutely. My fiance would not be very happy with me. She'd be okay with the gold teeth, but maybe not the mullet. <laughs> now, do you see yourself in life ever opening up a hookah lounge? Mm, that's a really good question. I think I would do it. I think if, if, if I had the, the proper funds to just like throw away money, if I had like money where I was just like, oh, I'm going to invest in this business, I would, I'd love to open up a hookah lounge. I feel like there's just something so like, maybe it's cause that's like such a staple of like a Jacksonville thing to me. And maybe that's other places too, where there's just a bunch of random sketchy hookah lounges everywhere where like you're like underage and you go to the hookah lounge and they don't card you and you just like, you're like 16 smoking a hookah, like I'd love to open that kind of place. I'd like to cater that atmosphere. <laughs> now, would you get fake gold teeth or real gold teeth? Absolutely real gold teeth. Interesting. I. Uh, how does it even work? Like, do they pull your tooth and put a gold one? Like, a, like no, how does it even They work? cover it. They oh, cut, so it's they like c- put, they they put like a, like a thing it. over top they of it? Glue your, <laughs> they glue the gold to your teeth. That's so strange. I just assumed, like, when, when people were like, oh, I got real gold teeth, I'm like, oh, they must have popped that out and put in, like, no, they like don't a ju- gold No, they don't just mold. remove it. <laughs> like a 14-karat gold, like, tooth that they just, like, put it in there. It's a lot more popular in the South. I don't really see it as much up here. What's the point of it? Flexing. Flexing. <laughs> it's just a big flex, you know? Yeah, but, people, like, you could get a chain and probably save the, the dental work. Like yeah, money but the dental you work. can take a chain off. Like, okay, example, right? Yeah, but so, that's the point. So is you could take was, a chain off. So like, what, hi, high school you, right? Okay. Like, walks in, and I'm there, and okay. I'm your substitute teacher, and okay. you just see this guy with gold tooth, like gold teeth. You're going to be like, who is this guy? I would be freaked the fuck out. Wait, my everyone real question wears, is- Everyone wears gold chains. Not everyone has gold teeth. Okay, uh, shut it's up. true. Here's my, here's my question, though. Which tooth would you get gold, or how many would you get gold? Like, are you are you talking the front tooth? Like, like straight a, up, like the like front an, one? Or? Like an incisor. Or you're gonna yeah you're gonna get like the like inside your mouth you make it gold and you can be like hey look at this and like show it off to people I think I'd get like a like a fang slug yeah, like a fang okay yeah because I just I feel like like some people would just get like a gold front tooth like just one just be like look strange as hell no man like I don't know it it was just so much more common where I was at you could be like a janitor at like where I was growing up and you'd have like like at least one gold tooth just like sitting there it was just like so normal. <laughs> Can you walk me through? The My mind experience? is blown on this. Like I just don't understand. You never seen someone with gold teeth. No, I have, but like I just never understood the point. And why gold? Couldn't you just do like well, also, diamond teeth? Listen, it's all so it's also backing up cash. So if like you yeah. also have like gold in your teeth, God forbid something happens, you can pop the gold out. And yeah, you can. Pawn you it. can get it taken out. Yeah. You. Time out. If you time out, time out. If you got to pawn the gold, maybe you shouldn't have gotten it in the first place and saved the money and maybe I don't know invested it somewhere. Hey, precious else. metals, man. You don't like. Here's the thing: gold never goes down in value. No, I know that. I, yeah, stock yeah. does. 
Well, the dollar. We're not going to get an economics. The dollar like, can the, go down. The dollar, yeah, the dollar can. Gold that, is. That's. It's one of the physical. reasons why precious like, metals. Like pimps back in the day used to have gold in their teeth. God forbid they need the extra cash. Just fucking go pawn it. So what does that do to your tooth, though? Nothing. Well, you said you glued it and it's permanent. So does that like ruin your tooth? I think your teeth can rot a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, I guess maybe I should ask a dentist yeah. this. Or do I have to like... You know, I'd get it popped out, get it cleaned every now and then and just... Pop it back right in? back in, yeah. Inter- okay, cool. If I had dental insurance. <laughs> so I was watching some of your old music videos. Okay. And I have, there's a couple... After this is another question. Another Very question. old. So I was watching Man. Parking Lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he knows exactly where this is going. So I that don't. seemed like the most stressful all over the place music video ever stressful stressful as in trying to like grapple people in it seemed like there was a lot of people there and it was kind of like they were kind of like all over the you place. have to explain what was going on in so the video. it's it's like you're i would say it's like you're it's like an old school like parking lot people behind you music video yeah about a parking lot yeah i don't know i guess i wasn't stressed about it because it was just like i don't know it was just like a big joke like it was just fun like i don't know it was weird because like you think about nowadays how hard it is to get people to show up for something and like i literally made a facebook event like that week just like oh everybody come out to the parking lot we'll, we'll shoot a music video and all these random people showed up <laughs> and i was kind of like okay like the more stressful thing was waking up my friend to get him out of the house because he was in the song in the video my friend Jamerson and I had to like get him to wake the fuck up because he wasn't answering the phone. Um, so that was the only stressful thing. But the actual shoot was just dumb easy. It was you know it wasn't like I wasn't thinking about like oh how are we gonna get this good shot or like is this gonna look good or like anything like that. I was like man we got people. This is stupid. Let's, riding on the hood it. of a car through a park. Yeah, riding on be, my mom's Lexus. A <laughs> clip of the the video will be posted to the Instagram. That way, people can understand what we're talking about, so they can see the parking lot and everybody <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe it won't be. Maybe you'll just have to YouTube this is search why, it yourself. This is why I need to take stuff off the internet. <laughs> but they're all on my friends' channels, so I don't know how I'm ever <sighs> going to get them off. But you know, I'm I've, I've made peace with the fact that people like you can just find. <laughs> Another question. Stalkers like Devin, yeah. So the song Timeless. Yeah. Okay. And now I might be wrong and I is the backbeat of that song the opening to In Too Deep by Sum Forty One? That's right. Okay. (laughs) Damn, Devin. You really it's a a very recognizable. Yeah, I I I was I was listening to it and I heard it. You really did your homework. It's like off a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but I was like, I know this. Can you get copyright striked for that? I hope so. So it goes away. <laughs> Not one of my proudest moments, but it's it's there. It's out there. Now, the song, um, uh, "Bang." Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> listen. I listen. I feel bad for him. No, the, like this, he like the, this, the, this the stuff you're asking. So this it opened up. With like, it's a funny video. It's a very Bang's funny, a funny video. video. So there's, there's like two women sitting and eating. Okay. And then he's just like, this woman just winds up being in the music video. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, and she's like rubbing his head. <laughs> like, 
It's like this fat Italian lady yeah. just rubbed my head while I'm like hitting like a fucking wax pen. That's awesome. <laughs> right? That is awesome. That used to be my like cover photo for a while. I, I was really happy about that. What was the yeah. original plan for that music video? It wasn't that. There was no plan. Um, The guy who did that video was the same guy who shot the Timeless video actually. Um, is my friend Bobby Allen who's actually from Jacksonville. Um, He goes by Bobcat. He makes music too. He's really great. He lives in Brooklyn. So he'll come down to philly every now and then to kind of just like escape new york and um we we ended up making that video for that song because like he actually showed me space ghost perp and i actually bought that beat from space ghost perp on twitter um because he posted like 20 dollar beats for all you broke dudes and like so i just bought that beat and made that song and like it was just all basically like we we kind of do music videos a little bit like uh like skate video style if that makes sense where you just kind of like go around and just do some goofy shit and like capture it just go to some interesting places see what happens and we like we'd go to this brunch spot because he loved like the the stuffed hollow french toast he was just such a fan of it and we're just like sitting there and he's like filming me like you know eating or, or like listening to the music and she's like the lady's like what are you doing you you filming a music video or like yeah you want to be in it because <laughs> like you know you know it's like that cross between that, that kind of like um that jackass culture like I, I think i fell into a river i did fall into the delaware river when we were filming that and then i was like naked behind a walmart trying to change into a onesie because <laughs> Which I, I don't remember buying that onesie, but I had it. I had a onesie to change into because... What kind of onesie was it? Oh, man. I don't know. It was some kind of animal print. Sounds like a furry to like, me. Yeah. yeah, I basically became baptized in the Delaware, and after that I was a furry. <laughs> this, this is a, the best interview I, I've I ever do, had. I do have to say, though, on the note of furries... Okay, that is the strangest out of all the like sexual fantasy things out there. It's I pretty think, cool. I know. I think furries are the weirdest. No, I mean, listen, there are some crazy there's, ones there's out there. But yeah, there's a furries. different culture to furries. There's like furries that it's not a sex thing. Yeah, there's and actually there, a big. Amount. Then there's a furries yeah. where, do you mean? where there's a sex thing. No, yeah. no, the furry sex thing. I well, think there, there's weird. a different culture of furries. Like you could just like go to conventions. And yeah, you it's like, like um, gender bend a furry like. It's a thing, like... <laughs> like, think about, um... It's like bronies. Bronies are a little weird, too. Yeah, well, think about, uh, like, cosplay. Those, like, you know... Yeah, but you just cosplay as a squirrel? So, so you're you're thinking of, like, you know, full-on outfit furry, right? Like, you're thinking, like, they go and have a furry orgy and, like, full-on costume. Yeah, with, the, like, so, the like, mask and everything. You can also have people who just, like, you know, they attach a tail to their ass and, like, wear some, like... That doesn't count as a furry to me. That's, like, a wannabe. Okay. No, no, no! Like, if you, I'm talking like full blown like furriness, like you, you when like when I'm talking about things, I like never you gotta thought be I'd meet anyone who'd gatekeep furries. Like, like you're not a full furry if you're not like. No, you gotta be. Co- you gotta be a full, full crusty costume. Full crusty costume. You know what it's like. <laughs> like, like you gotta be full on. Like, like when I when I talk about or like question people about like things like this like furries or, or mm. bronies i'm talking about the full-blown like way out there kind because you got to look at the extremes before you look at like the moderates because the extremes are what it could turn into you know what i'm saying you're leaving out you're leaving out a whole demographic it's okay i'm it's okay like we're talking about the full-blown furry orgy furries speaking of furries violent <laughs> violent jay's daughter is a furry um, who uh the one of the members of insane clown posse his daughter is a furry but not like a sex furry like just like a, stick a tail on the butt with the cat ears no he, like the full like suit 
Oh, oh. But not what but not the sex thing. Got you. Wait, so here's a question. You ever see the guy on YouTube who like plastic surgery himself to be a cat? Yeah. Does he con- is he considered a furry now that he like looks no, he's like a cat? He's considered a cat. Yeah, he's oh. a cat. <laughs> he identifies as a cat. That's just strange. That's different. I'm going to make the weirdest transition and that you said cat like totally works. Oh, right, so cuz you're going to make a pussy of, joke. Like no, speaking oh. of cats. Uh, a recent collab was a Tyga that you did. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Wow. That's right. I, wow. Devin, you are getting so much better. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, no, you hate cats. Yeah. So I was just like, Wait, yo, dude, how cats? do you know I fucking hate cats? Like, <laughs> Do you actually hate cats? Yeah, I don't like cats. Oh, Why? Yeah. What's wrong with cats? I have the two most friendly cats. I was just like, your cats know. are huge, though. They're, they're not really cats. They're, they're like part dogs. Small I feel like dogs. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> they're small dogs. I've dated girls with like cats that just like angered me so much. And like, I think that'll. It's like, it's like Devin's roller coaster thing. You just had a bad experience. There's just like an association with you. Right, right. The good thing on my cat is like they don't like like people right off the bat so they like go and hide and then when they fuck with you they come out and they like are like all like trying to love up on you your one cat is a dog though yeah he is sick so back to Tiger. So Tyga. yeah right, right back to Tiger. tell us about Rawr. that it was like the uh, best transition it was right you, you, you're you so welcome that, you set that up like, dude we're getting so much better at this we're <laughs> like I'm reading your mind I I, I, I read big cat Tyga and I went alright bet furries it is <laughs> The reason I pronounce it like that is a song of T A I G A. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that song came out of just um. So, I'm, I'm part of a label that I uh, co-founded with Pleat the Filth called Triless, and uh, another member of it, uh, Black Cross, who makes really good music. Um, he does a lot of like rap and R and B, and he also does EDM. Um, so a lot of people in that label kind of like similar to me. They do a lot of different kind of music. You know, they don't really stick to one thing. Um, but yeah, we just met up one day and we we're like, let's work on some music together. And we, we just, you know, made that track. Hello. <laughs> Taking a picture. Oh, sorry. I was putting something on. The, the, you know what? I'm social media doing stuff. Oh, while okay. we're like to it's cool. It's Listen, cool. I, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> Hello. My mind races in like a hundred different directions. So if I don't do this now, I'm going to forget to do it later. Yeah. You know I guess saying? that track. I'm know, listening. Don't think I'm not listening. I think I was just trying to get the gears flowing and be collaborative because like i don't necessarily try to make music like that anymore like but you know if it's like a turnt track where i can't really do some like singing kind of shit over it i'll just like write a rap and stuff so that that, that was like that was just fun it was for fun it wasn't anything too serious so do you um you're going in you're directing stuff now okay Music videos. Yeah, least. I'm back. I'm back to directing back to direct. stuff. So your next one that you're doing, um, Alex. I don't know if I pronounce his last. Alex Tanilla. That's Stanilla. right. Yes, yes. Who's also in Trilus. Um Yeah, we we just did the first day of shooting that actually on Sunday. We're doing a video for a song, changing. It's either changing or changes. It's one of my favorite songs. He's got a really cool sound. Yes. Very cool. Sound. I love Alex. We're doing a weekender together too. We're hitting Virginia and Baltimore. Um, and uh, that video is basically just like a ripoff of The Princess Bride. He just like loves The Princess Bride, and he's wanted to do this video for a long time. So, so I met um, <laughs> I met Carl Yules at um, not Carl Yules. Is that his name? I can't I can't remember his name now. The guy who played the lead in uh, Princess Bride. Oh, um, I didn't even watch it until recently. So I met him, and uh, do you watch Stranger Things? 
No, I haven't gotten into it yet. Bro, wait, 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 wait. Don't even get me. St- I watched the first season of Stranger Things. Spoiler for anybody who hasn't. I'm not going to. I know, no, I'm, I'm do not going to. I'm not going to spoil it. it that much. But <laughs> do it. The ending of season one disappointed me so much that I don't even want to continue it. Trust me, continue it. Because it sets up season two, obviously. Obviously. It Endings just, it was are just terrible. It was just, a, it was just a disappointment. So you know, Game of Thrones. Endings are always bad. Yeah, but not like, always, but more often. Dude, than the not, ending the ending is supposed to be the boom and it just went what? That's how it ended for me, season one. So I was like, I don't even know if I want to continue this. Yeah. Fair enough. Me and my girl, we watched uh, the last season of Girls together. It's fire. What's and Girls? The, it's like that show with Lena Dunham or whatever on HBO. The oh, last okay. the last episode, terrible. <laughs> This, the whole last season, amazing. And it's just like, the, you hit the last episode and you're like, this is some fucking bullshit. It's like, <laughs> how, I met, it's like how I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Dude, How I Met Your... Well, I didn't mind its ending, to be real. I finally watched that ending like in the past year. I was like, I wonder what happened. I didn't I mind like, it. Oh, like I, so I, it was just a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was a lie. I enjoyed the... the like I, I was like, all right, the thought was there. I saw where they were trying and they just ruined it. Like they tried. Like I was like, all right, th- like the thought was there. Well, no, the whole the whole thing is like the reason they did it is him and Robin like they were in love with each other, but she didn't want kids, and he wanted kids, so he got to have his kids. And then he fucking murdered his wife. Not really though, but like she died. <laughs> like she died of cancer. If that's what yes. you consider murdering. Oh. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen How I Met Your Mother yet. <laughs> she died of cancer. Air quotes. <laughs> Ted we, Bundy. That's who he is. We ask this question to everybody who comes on. Okay. One venue that you want to play at, okay? Like your dream venue. A dream, so there's dream venue, a um, realistic goal venue, okay? And then that you set for yourself. Okay. And then um, favorite venue you've played in so far. Also, Devin doesn't really like the answer, Madison Square yeah, Garden. Madison Square Garden's a cop-out. No, it's not a cop-out. Some people will actually want to play because there. everyone dreams to play Madison Square Garden. That's well. Why, that's why I say it. Like, it's a, it's a given. Like, when you play Madison, if you sell at Madison Square Garden, you've made it. Like, almost every artist sets their goal by that. Okay, fine. Like, whatever. So, I would expect everyone's dream venue to be Madison Square Garden because it means, like, holy shit, I made it, you know? Hey, look, my made it. This is going to be a weird answer. Go for it. Um, so what is this like? We're going to go like dream, realistic, favorite? I feel like my dream is more realistic. Okay. But it's like a dream. Like I would love to play Union Transfer. Okay. Yeah. That's a great venue. Like I think Union Transfer is a sick venue. And like if I, if, I, if I was playing Union Transfer, like a sold out show, I'd be like, I fucking made it. Like I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like I, I would, I'd be so happy. Um realistic venue and favorite venue yeah you can just do your favorite venue that you've ever played at so far favorite venue i've ever played at hmm. i guess my favorite venue i've played at so far is a venue in akron ohio called bless this mess which is like a house venue where they're very professional they have like led uh sound reactive lighting oh, and shit like they have a soundboard in the basement. It, That's you know, dope. You know, it's like it's not like a regular Philly basement venue. It's like very like together and all. It, just the culture there, where kids go there every week because there's not necessarily as much to do there. So people are going there because they want to be there, mm. even though they That's don't know. Awesome. Even though they don't know 
who the artist is. Whereas in Philly, there's so many shows going on on any given night of the week that most people are not going to a show. Um, favorite venue I've played ever. Mm. Oh, I said that. Realistic venue that I want to play. Mm. I guess, like, <sighs> mm. that's hard. Realistic venue that I want to play that I haven't played. <sighs> I guess Boot and Saddle. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. That's a weird in-between kind of place. Yeah. Like, um, what venues are you normally frequenting in Philly? In Philly, I've played Century. Century is really good. Um, they're really cool because there's no money down, um, and you can just like play there. Um, I've played a couple house spots. Um, played uh, the old Hook House, but that doesn't exist anymore because Emily Familero moved to Providence. Um. I'm playing at a place called the Tide Pool in September, but I've never been there. I played Creep Records. It was okay. It was cool, but it wasn't like, oh, man. It, I thought it was going to be way more exciting than it was. It was a good show, but it wasn't like, oh, man, I'm at Creep Records. I've played at the pharmacy. It was okay. It was not great. That the, was actually That's like the show. Barberry. Like, the Barberry feel like you always, like, everyone plays there. Like, every, like, like, a lot of bands come through the Barberry, but every time I go, it's, like, empty. Well, I don't feel like the Barbary is like popular anymore in that kind of style. I feel like it's it's a lot of like pop it's for dance shit. parties. Well, like, they do. They have the Tiger Beats dance. Yeah, parties people at like night. to go to the dance parties, but they don't want to go to like a live band show. Like I go, I go there because um, familiar things. John Paleo does a lot of their um, does a lot of booking sh- shows for them. He does a lot of like um, pop punk shows and stuff there. And then Jamie McClanahan from the Victory Drive, he'll play there with like Rookie of the Year and stuff. Mm. It's like no one goes there anymore. You know what was a good venue that doesn't exist anymore? The Music Ward. That was part of like the Gray's Ave Warehouse where they had like a bunch of venues in there. I'd played in two other venues in there before, No Face Studios, and then one that wasn't a venue, but it was just an artist space. I'd put on a show there. Um, but that was a really cool spot. Like um, No Face was just like a warehouse space that got turned into a venue very professionally where they had lighting and a st- they built a stage like built a stage in there which was so impressive to me <laughs> like um and they just ran it smooth they had a ticket window and all that stuff even though it was just like a diy thing but it all got shut down um why did it get shut down uh the the landlord found out that they were throwing shows there oh <laughs> <laughs> that'll do um, it um oh one spot maybe realistically now in my head that i that i thought about everybody hits i'd love to play there it's like that batting cages venue. It's like a batting cages, and like at night they have shows. I think that could be my my realistic spot. That would be dope. Yeah. What about the uh, the foundry? Foundry's cool, um, but uh, I don't know. I I think I think that first of all, Union Transfer is bigger. And I think the foundry's kind of awkward, the way it's set up. I never knew the foundry was there. Yeah. I went to the film all the time, and then we went. We had uh, this band we followed called The Hold Up out of California okay. played there. And I was like, it's saying it's at the Fillmore. And I go, and it's like, oh, shit, it's fucking upstairs. Yeah, I've been to a couple club nights there, uh, like Drake Night and this other, like this emo rap party called Teardrop that was happening. 
And then I went and saw Wicked Face Springs Eternal there. But, like, I think what I don't like about the Foundry is that there's, like, a bar in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. Smack dab in the middle of the space. And it's a long can, bar, too. Yeah, and it's, like, it takes up all this space. So, like, you can't just, like, stand further back and stuff. Oh, so you have to stand on one side of the so, bar. Like so, you're... like, there's space in the front, which is, like, I don't know, maybe the area of this room, I'd say. Yeah. And then there's a bar. And then if you want to stand farther back, you got to stand to the left or the right of the bar. Oh, because if you stand behind the bar, you're going to miss everything. Yeah. And, like, yeah. there's some seating behind the bar, like, on, like, a like a bench-type deal, but you can't see the stage. And it's a, it's a long venue, too. Like, it's lengthwise long. Yeah, and I think what I like about Union Transfer is I've just, like, seen some really good shows there. Like, I saw Odd Future there when they were still a thing. Um, Andrew Jackson, Jihad, or I guess AJJ. Um, I saw Screaming Females there, and that was really good. I saw The Wonder Years with Fireworks there, and that was awesome. And uh, what else? Parquet Courts. And I saw Against Me there. So, like, all the shows I've been to there have always been really good. I've never been to a bad show there, honestly. Good stuff. So, we are... Uh, We've been cooking. We've been going for a long yeah. while. This is like, a long-ass episode. I, say the, I could go all day. This is... This is we're, we're, the, about, we're about a normal length. This length. is the best interview I've ever had. Thank you. We're trying. We're trying, you know. We're like, you know, we started it. We're not even in a year yet. No, you know what's funny? We started about, in November of mm, last year. You know what's funny about us? You can come here, and people don't know what to expect. But you can come here and talk about your music and or furries. Like we we the, yeah, when we, we talked had, about no discrimination. When <laughs> we <laughs> talked about uh, giving people hand jobs. When we interviewed yeah, uh, when Saber, Saber was on. Yeah, he started talking about <laughs> handies and how. Uh, what was it? Is that Rob? Is that his name, Rob? I was, or is it Ryan? It starts with an R. I always forget it. You know what? I feel bad because he might listen to this and be like, "What the <laughs> fuck, man?" But anyway, he was talking about giving handies, and he was the greatest in South Jersey, the quickest hands. He was a quick shooter. But like, anyway, you could you could come on the show and and we could talk about your music, but that's just boring. Yeah. Not that your music is boring, no, but, but like I was just like definitely about trying to misdirect away from the music <laughs> once I realized how much that you know. So that's my I guess job. I guess like. Is there anything else that you, that you like maybe is on your mind that that about, I found? Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, if you want, oh, don't ask. You, you want to do like a quick shot, like quick things about weird stuff that you found on mm. the internet. See, this is why Devin and I are so good. Is because Devin does his homework, and like if if we were in like a school setting, Devin would be the kid. Like for this, he would be the kid who's do, doing the homework, paying attention in class, you know, really working hard. And I'm the kid in the back of the class sleeping, and I wake up and I'm like, oh, five, and it's like. Matt, this is history class. It's like, oh yeah, right, five. I do have a, I do have a couple. Okay, I do have a couple. Let's right. let's quick fire these. So, talk about Mises. Oh yeah, we never got yeah. to that. What so, is Mises? So Mises is like a, a based. Like I was really into Little B, and like I guess that was like my first like. There was a song before that came out called Shitty Jetta Music, which was like the first time I did like emo singing over like a like a rap instrumental, and then I was like, oh, I want to make like a like a rap opera that's like kind of like a breakup to self-love opera where it starts out with this breakup and then all these things happen maybe like i like i i date these like i I hook up with a girl i date a girl think that i'm in love and then we break up and then i realize that i'm like searching for all these things in other places and find uh, like love in myself so like the idea is like you know mises as in like me like and like like the end like the story basically starts with like a like a breakup fever dream 
uh, he ends up going to, uh, like, he flies uh, to Drake Knight. Like, he lands on top of Drake Knight and meets this girl, goes out with her, and then he sees this girl in the stars that he thinks he's in love with, and they get together, and then they they break up, and um, he ends up going to this like this funeral or a wedding or something i can't remember what time i had written this at but um goes in the church and sees himself on the cross or something and like it was very like theatric like it was, it was very, very it, was, it was very based in like the idea of like theatrics and stuff and it like was a, just kind of all out leather too that's right <laughs> i'm telling you he's stalking <laughs> that's right <laughs> i did wear a leather jacket in that music video but um yeah the whole point of the project was kind of like making this very goofy like self-aware project with like emo hooks my second question tell us all you can about carl sagan's trap house okay so oh man that's such a weird music video um very weird i would i would it's like almost like a uh like an old school like basement haunted thriller like it's it's it's, it's, sci-fi. Got a, yeah, it's like a very weird vibe in music video. It's like it's a very dope. weird sci-fi music video. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I guess like I was like way more of a rapper, and I kind of have moved further and further away from that. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a rapper anymore, even though I do rap songs sometimes. I kind of just consider myself kind of like a weird pop artist, I guess. But like, um, I um I would go home. And this is like the same people I did parking lot with. There was these guys, um, Dem Gods, this guy Jamerson and Phil, and I would meet up with them, and we'd record a couple songs before I had to go back to Philly. So these are some guys in Florida that I would see, and we'd make music together. And um, one week I went, and it was a different guy. It was this guy MF Goon, who made some really sick music. I don't think he makes music anymore, um, but me, him, and Jamerson went on like a streak of making like three or four songs together in a couple days and um we just decided to make like i don't i would just hop on anything like if there was like a open verse i would just like write something really quick like i think i can remember like some of the like that song was just like kind of like caught up in just like some creepy sci-fi shit like i think the the first lyrics which i haven't thought about this song in a long time but like the first lyrics of like my verse are like signs signs i'm an m night I gave your bitch a anal probe and damn that shit tight. Like it was just like it was just like, you know, which is it sounds so ridiculous. But like <laughs> I, I was trying to do that funny rap thing for a while. Like I was really into like Lil B and Riff Raff and all that stuff and Riff Raff. Hmm. I love Riff Raff. The neon icon. That's hilarious. Also, going off about the anal probe thing, every time I hear anal probe, I think of South Tom Park. Parker. The first year where, where Cartman just gets anally probed and then poops out the satellite dish. Every time. I think we all got a satellite dish inside of us. <laughs> I mean, it it could be possible. Yeah. We'll say, I, I will say that me finding Mikey Mayo was like just the most random. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, that was, was, wait, wait. First off, that's his real name. I, I We talked about this before. His real name is Mayo. Uh, yeah, that's my last name. It's dope. Like his real name. Because Devin and I were talking before. Um, you came and I was like, I was like, is that a stage name or his real name? And I was like, I actually have no idea. <laughs> you want to know a secret? Go ahead. I don't like mayo. <laughs> That's just sacrilegious. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I've got a religion. Now. I am, I am <laughs> disappointed. So, so this is a story. So we had, um, 
the show it's putting on we're putting on tonight by the time this episode will come out it will already Oof. have been done um i had just talked to um the show had been in the making for a while i was supposed to be uh fapra close cash and lambo lawson lambo lawson went and got a great job opportunity out in uh oregon or washington portland portland and so he obviously couldn't do the show because he's on the opposite coast so i was like fuck like he could have facetimed us i was like i know close cash is doing it and fapra is was also on our show and he hasn't done a show yet so i was like hell yeah put fapra on let him do his first show great name yeah and wait till you hear him yeah, he's, he's hilarious he's i'm excited dude. Dude, he, uh, anyway continue. so um i was talking to close cash and i'm like i don't know who i'm gonna book i don't know who i'm gonna book he's like we'll find someone i'm like all right so i'm just scrolling on instagram on the podcast instagram and an ad comes up for florida in the winter oh so you found me through the ad yeah targeting yeah i thought you found me through hashtags nah it was, mm. it was that his ad came up for florida in the winter and i was listening i was like fuck this is a good fucking song so i just fucking and so i added him and then he messaged me yeah because i was just like stage dive podcast like it just like took my attention i was like yo someone's got a music podcast oh and it's in jersey i was like how did this guy find me because i'm just in like analytics and stuff yeah. i'm just so curious what like so i and then i was like you want to play a show <laughs> like <laughs> you know how first off first off in any other industry other than the music industry that would probably be the weirdest question you just message someone hey i got a gig for you you ready people would be like uh, uh but in the music industry people are just like yeah sure whatever like i don't know you from adam you could be a serial killer but i'm in <laughs> well I'm, 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 I'm like looking at the um, i don't know a lot the of conversation serial killers now podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how... It, yeah, how did it start out? So, like, I'm looking through... He was like, he goes, did, how'd y'all find me? The hashtags? And I was like, nah, the marketing. And we started talking about, like, marketing and, like, oh, yeah, we Facebook ad yeah. manager Oh, right, right. <laughs> talking and about then, business um, first. And then we just started talking. And then I just, you know, asked him how many shows he's played. And then he was like, a lot. And how I'm many doing shows it, I'm doing you got? It, I'm doing a lot. it more. And I was like, you want to play a show August 9th? He goes, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. How many shows you got? A lot. <laughs> it's just wow. I just thought it was, I thought that was yeah, funny. That, this is the most laugh. interesting um, way that I've ended up on a show, hands down. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Listen, no, it could have been more interesting. I, I mean, it was just an ad. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's like it just it's like what are the like when you put the ads? What are the he wasn't expecting that. Like, What's weird is how successful that ad was. Like, I've gotten a lot of like random interactions because of it. And I've never had that with a, like a paid for ad before. And I was like, wow. We, when we, when we did our ad, when we did our ad for finding artists in New Jersey, we were like, our DMs were like, we Blowing had 20 up. a day. And we had, we had an artist booked every week from February to July. And then Devin had to move. And then I had to move. <laughs> so we had to like, we had to cut it go off on like a month hiatus. Where did we, you move from? Uh, two towns over. Oh, Morristown, I'm sorry. Morristown. It's like right down the road. Horstown? Horstown. Morristown. Morristown. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I've I've always wanted to ask um, our artist, but I, I, I ne- it never comes up in conversation, but we do have the moment now since we're talking about it. What's the weirdest interaction you've ever had online and offline with fans? Or to show. Or to show. Well, on, that's what I meant by offline. Like, what's the weirdest interaction you've ever had with a fan? If any at all. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is like weird. I wouldn't say it's like weird interactions, but it's okay. like surprising okay. interactions, I guess. Like, 
um, it doesn't have to be a fan. Just in in terms of when you're making music and people who are around yeah, you, music interaction. Like, what's the weirdest music interaction, fan interaction, whatever? But just I guess the weirdest music interaction I've had. Um, hmm. Hmm. I guess like the most interesting. I don't know if it's weird. It doesn't have to be weird, but interesting. But Works um, just as well. I guess like you know. When I was just putting out music on SoundCloud, a lot of the music I've taken down. But I, I remember getting this random message from this guy in England. Yeah, who like had a like really bad drinking problem and stuff, and like he was just like, "Your music helps me so much," and I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you know, you know like like is that 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 happened years ago? That happened like probably like three or four years ago, and I was just kind of like. Yo, why does this one person in England care so much about me? Like that's kind of cool though. It was cool, but it was just it was weird. It was kind of weird because it's not like I wasn't putting any money into advertisements or anything like that. I guess the other weird thing was like Mises was really popular in Egypt. Oh, <laughs> interesting! <laughs> like in in the underground in Egypt, not like mainstream right, 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 Egypt. Right. I'm not like a superstar in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. But in the states, he's a nobody. But he goes to Egypt. Mikey just like, <laughs> yeah. comes off the plane, and everybody's just standing there, like screaming fans, hundreds of thousands. Dude, I fucking that would be so great, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I uh, I started trying to communicate with some of those fans because I was getting so many plays in like Egypt, and. Most of them didn't speak English, so I'd have to use like Google Translate, and it, it makes a very broken version of Arabic where they don't understand what I'm saying <laughs> to them. How does that? <sighs> my question is though, if they don't speak much English, but yet they're listening to, but they're English, listening to that my doesn't English make, that doesn't make sense music. to me. Music transcends. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess, but like. They like the I vibe. guess. I mean, I listen to his, like Spanish music. That's what I, I never I understand to, it. I listen to Bossa Nova. It's in Portuguese, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Ah, that's fair. And that's I'm fair. like, yo, this bank, so maybe I'm someone's Bossa Nova music. They could yeah. be talking about anything, and you wouldn't even know it. Think about it. They could be talking about anything. Yeah. Could be like, kill your sister. Yeah. <laughs> so as we close out. Good question. What, Good question. What thank do you. Thank um, you. Thank you. What do people have to look forward to you and then from you in the next couple months? Um, I'm going on tour. I'm doing uh, like three weekenders, uh, and I'm calling it the Weekend Warrior Tour. Um, first weekend, I'm going out with people eating fruit to uh, Akron, Pittsburgh, and State College. Then I'm going to uh, Friedrichsburg, Virginia, and... Uh, Baltimore and then I'm going to I believe Cape Cod and Rhode Island and Maine and then I'm playing a show um, at the Tide Pool in Philly in September September 28th and I've got a show the 19th that I just got added on to at Silk City um, so if you want to buy tickets get at me um, and there'll, there'll be new music I'm trying to do some more music videos um I've been shying away from doing my own videos. I need to find somebody I, I trust to do videos. So I'm trying to do more visual content. And some kind of project about Florida, growing up in Florida. Don't really know when it's going to come out, but that's what I'm working on. So the song everyone's going to hear is Florida in the Winter. Yes. And so that w- give a little 
backstory premise to what everyone's about to hear. So that that is produced by Wilson Gregory, who produced Unstable. On uh, he's the only other producer on Beautiful Mess, um, and he sent me the beat. I liked it. Plead the filth usually touches up things, adds like a couple things to it. Um, he's like my my Rick Rubin kind of producer, my main producer, or like a Mike Dean or whatever you want to call it. Um, and Florida in the Winter is about um, it's like two separate times that I was home over Christmas break, um, where I was just doing some some fuck shit. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like um, I would, I feel like I'd moved away from Florida and I was doing really well in school. I was like getting good grades for the first time in my life, you know, just doing so well. But I was also like, like, this is like before drugs, it was more of just drinking. I was just like drinking super heavily and stuff. And I, I like the, fir- the first half songs about me hanging out with this girl who's got like a boyfriend and I, I was dating somebody up here and like we're cheating and. You know, that kind of just like just being a fucking scumbag. And then the the, the second half's about um, when I took a bunch of Xanax and got drunk and just like ran away from my family on Christmas because I thought that my dad stole my phone because I was just like completely out of my mind. So like it doesn't sound cool because it's not cool. <laughs> it's like it's just bad. But basically that that was like the first time I think my parents ever realized that I I, I was not doing so well. <laughs> like that that maybe I was doing really well in school, but like my actual like state of being was like not in a good place. Um. So like that that, that was just kind of about like you know my parents kind of seeing like a really big change in me and kind of just that mixture of like a time where I just was like you know two different times that I was home and just kind of completely kind of going off the rails I would say um which I'm not anymore and have a good relationship with my family (laughs) (laughs) but at the time not so much um and I think I part of it too was that I didn't live there anymore so I believed that I could just go and burn shit down and then I get to come back to Philly and it doesn't affect anybody, which isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it was just like in my mind, I right. was like, yeah, I can, I can just do whatever I want. And then I'm just gonna <laughs> get on a plane and go. So that, that was, <laughs> that, that's kind of what the song's about. Um, like the lyrics are like, you know, Florida, Florida in the winter brings out the worst to me. And that, that was, that was what was going on when I was doing those kinds of things. So any final thoughts to the people? Call your parents. It's a good way to end it. Tell someone you love them today. Devin. Yeah. What's up? See, uh, you thought I was going to say I love you, but like... No, I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? I don't know what you were going to say. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, okay. I love you. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you. <laughs> well... Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is the best interview I've ever had. Thank you. Hi, I, yeah, we appreciate just know that. we're doing something right. No. no this is the best interview uh, I've ever had, hands down. I don't know if we're doing something right more so than we are doing something interesting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Interesting is way better than right. So from... I, I don't know about that either. <laughs> so from here... Like murder sounds interesting, but like... Dude, I got, a, I got, right. a, I got a room right in there, dude. That's why it's got the red door. Oh, wait, I'll show you after That this. sounds good. Oh, wait, you, uh, wait, you, wait uh, you see that room. Um, Devin, <laughs> listen, we don't need anybody to go into your sex dungeon.
So sick. From <laughs> here, we're finishing up the interview. We're going to chill. We're going to start head to the venue and start setting up for the show. That's right. And hopefully, we shut this shit down tonight. Yeah. How long was this? This interview. Uh, hour and. Long enough to make five. me have to go take a poopy. Sick. Yeah, it goes by quick, dude. That was so fast. All right. Yeah. All right, everyone. So right. as we're uh, leading out here, enjoy uh, "Florida in the Winter" by Mikey Mayo. Peace out. Bruh! Sim.